Hello everyone, welcome to the Gambit Podcast, the Grand Arena and Territory War focused podcast between my good friend Zareth and myself. Zareth, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm feeling erratic tonight, Solo. <laughs> well, that's a great way to start a podcast. <laughs> no, but I, I promise that I'll get everything right <laughs> now. Good, you know. good, excellent, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... It, I can't help but, you know, get some things right. And honestly, I haven't been getting things super wrong. I've just been all over the place. Lots of things to do today. Uh, it's, it's a Monday. Or at least for us, it's Monday. People listening to this, it will not no longer be Monday. Right. I don't think that there will be any part of the world that it will still be Monday. Yeah. But speaking of Mondays and the start of weeks... Um, we have had the start of Grand Arena, and it's back to 5v5, which, as of last week, we didn't know. Uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, man. I'm so excited. I love 5v5. Um, you know, I, it's well documented that I love 3v3, and I don't, uh, I haven't changed my opinion on that, but I still love 5v5. And honestly, I think I like 5v5 better, if, if I'm being honest. As well as you should, because, you know, you can actually use a full team in 5v5. Right. Uh, you know, in 3v3, you can just use more full teams. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're going with on this one. Um, oh, you're so, going with it, too? Good. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Um, but it's 5v5. It's no ships. We don't have to worry about me not having a seven star negotiator for another six six weeks i think it i counted um but we do have to worry about eight defense teams so is that you know we have been having seven defense teams plus the ships how has that impacted you adding an extra defense team um well yeah you have to re uh redesign your squads a little bit like if you go back to uh, championship three this is this is five and then you know four was three v three so if you go back to championship three uh you know we were using we had the ships and we were using seven squads and you know if you rewind all the way back that to the start of that season when we were uh talking about it um we were talking about how we had to kind of uh you know take the best elements from our eight squads and uh, kind of just combine them and soak them into, uh, you know, the seven best squads that we could make, it, you know, and it was just a distillation process. It was, um, you know, it was kind of fun to use stronger squads. And now we have to dilute our seven squads just a little bit to make that eighth. And I, I personally welcome it. Uh, first off, I don't like ships uh, at all in Grand Arena, and I know that they're part of the game, and I know that they're going to be part of Grand Arena. Um, so, you know, I'll stop complaining about it, but I I welcome the respite of not having ships to worry about at all. My opponent my in my first round had Malevolence, and I just completely ignored it, because <laughs> I could. Right. It, oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, I went with this gamble of unlocking both ships before focusing on seven star uh on either of them and honestly in territory wars it's worked out fantastic for me because a lot of guilds are placing um 
you know, Akbar and Millennium Falcon fleets on defense, and the five-star malevolence just destroys them. So I'm getting multiple wins with both Negotiator and Malevolence in Territory Wars. Uh, Grand Arena, everybody sees that I don't have a seven-star Negotiator, so they were putting it on defense, so it's very nice to not have to worry about that. That is really nice. How have you been doing with Malevolence on offense? Uh, well, actually, against Millennium Falcon Fleets, fantastic. Negotiator, I still have to get uh, Vulture Droid. I need 10 shards to be 7-star. Hyena just became farmable. Um, so I should get Hyena to 6 stars in the next week or so. And I think I'll have more consistency once I do that. So... Probably ill-advised to do it the way that I did it, but it's at least worked out to help the guild, so I can't complain there. <laughs> that is nice, and, and it's um, I think the thing, one thing I really like about the um, about the malevolence, at least from afar, because I don't have it. Um, it it's just that it's a it's its own fleet, and it doesn't share ships from another fleet. Right. I well. I use Sunfac in my um, negotiator lineup because Sunfac is just a fantastic tank. But when I run, like in Territory War, when I run Malevolence, I'll just plop Clone Sergeant in. And Clone Sergeant isn't as good by any stretch, but uh, it still works. Yeah, I actually um, just don't use Sunfac and use Clone Sergeant because I'm I'm a I'm a purist with the lore. <laughs> <laughs> Not as at all. you're also using Bosk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, he was there. <laughs> um, no, I you know I I used to play a miniatures game called uh, Warhammer 40k and you know the the lore for that game is uh, outstanding it's really good and uh, you know there are a lot of people who play the game just because the miniatures are nice and the uh, lore is so cool the storyline <laughs> but but it also at, at different time periods has had really good tournament rules and so you have this really interesting mix of players um, who are playing uh, you know, the game just for the collection's sake, and they, they love being able to use their models, uh, you know. And then there's the guys who have all the, you know, min-maxed squads and, you know, the <laughs> tournament players, that, that crowd. Uh, you know, they're like, I don't care that there was only ever one of this type of tank. Like, I'm just going to take 12 anyways, because the rules <laughs> will let me, you know, trying to find an advantage. And and so there, there was this really interesting mix, and... um you know, uh, there's, it, it's really similar to this game. Like we used to call the the players who just loved the lore. We used to call them fluff bunnies. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, for, for whatever reason, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, me making the joke that I'm I'm all about the lore and don't care about the competition is. Um, so does that mean that your nickname can now be Fluff Bunny? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I already brought it up, so it's sticking now. Listeners, go for it. Um, <laughs> Fluff bunny. There's yeah. worse. 
<laughs> I guess there is. Yeah. Um, it means I get right. to name you. <laughs> no, no, we're just, we're just going to skip over that one. Uh, but so this week, along with the start of 5v5, we also had a um, State of the Galaxy post to kind of give us some sort of direction to what CG is looking at in the future. One of those is Galactic Legends are being released in March. And it sounds like, by the way, the post is written the end of March. Um, we know that they're going to be seven-star unlocks. What is interesting is we're also getting a new uh, Poe, but Poe won't be farmable if they stick to the regular cadence until April. So, really curious to see how this kind of plays out. Yeah, um, it's really going to be... uh, I mean, I've had this theory from the start that... And it was before I really understood uh, all of the different uh, things that were going on uh, with the with the new uh, setup that you can unlock all the legendaries, you know, at will, basically after they've been out for a year. I had assumed that we were actually going to get these Galactic Legends and they would just be available forever. That would be fantastic. And maybe maybe it is and they're just released in March, you know, that's when the event starts. That would be great to see. And CG have hinted that they don't want panic farms, etc., etc. So maybe, you know, hard to say what they'll do. And it, from their perspective, they might change it up till the date of the event because, well, they usually don't finish the events until the day before the event. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like, it, I would be, I would be surprised if Ray and uh, Kylo are actually done testing. Like, they probably, probably still have tests to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know. And that being said, so so if 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 they are just available forever, which who knows if they are, that that would go against what they've done in the past. So right. who knows? But um, if they if they are available forever, it would make sense to have Poe unlock later because it would be kind of a panic farm, but at the same time, like you you farm him at your own pace. You're like, man, I really want to get him, but you know, I can maybe wait an extra month and you know farm him for you know less less refreshes or whatever. Right. Or the people who really want him are like, oh man, well, I don't have to just like break the bank and kill myself trying to uh, trying to get him done in two weeks. You know, I can actually, you know, do a sustained move over the course of four weeks. Yeah. And I got to say, I do really want this Poe. Uh, I don't fully understand his full kit yet, but I can tell you I have a Zeta on him already. <laughs> I have him, well... He's only G9 because he requires a cryotech, and I want to get Marauder to 13 first because Marauder is going to be more useful in this grand arena. But um, the little that I have played with him, I really enjoy his kind of mix with Resistance Hero Finn and the possibilities that I can open up on that Resistance, well, Resistance teams at this point. 
Oh man, I love the Finn and Poe combination right now. Like they would be an amazing team right now if if I had them at at seven stars. You know, if I could get them relic one, even like they would, I I could I could use the heck out of them. I've actually oh, already yeah. I've seen a couple videos of people uh, claiming that they're hard counters to different things, and I haven't watched those. Um, and frankly, I don't trust the sources of those um <laughs> of those i, I mean may, maybe it's true but i don't <laughs> i'm certainly not going to trust the clickbait title so right uh, but that being said i i do believe that they're going to be very strong and the yeah. only thing the only thing that's tempering me at all is the fact that we're getting a new ray and she's presumably going to be going with them but even right. if we didn't get a new ray they are characters to be excited about in their own right, that they would make a Jedi training Ray team amazing right now. Absolutely. I'm well, I've always liked the resistance teams. Uh, the Jedi training Ray team is probably my favorite arena meta still. Uh, so if I can bring them back into arena, I would love it. Yeah, I, I, I'd be down. Uh, you know, that being said, um, who knows? Who, just who knows? Who Maybe we'll get two functioning squads. Maybe we'll have uh, one theoretically functional squad and one transcendent squad. Right. Or maybe we'll have our old Jedi Training Ray team for PvP, and uh, we'll have a transcendent uh, territory battles squad in PvE. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be, yeah. I mean, that could be as well, and I wouldn't complain about another uh, territory battles team just because, I mean, right now, light side, you go in and you die. So it would be nice to go in, take two turns, and then die. Right. I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The, the joy of those turns. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to get off too far but so last tb this is how well designed this tb is you know we fought in the middle zone i what is it phase two we fought in the middle zone on day two and day three one time the first day i went three for four and four for four in that zone and i felt like a god uh then the next day we're, we're still fighting in that zone and I went one for four and zero oh for four with the same exact team. So I was like, "Well, this is crap." <laughs> in the exact same zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally the exact same zone and teams and nothing. Dude, I that 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 matches my experience exactly. It, it's so ludicrous. Like it, it's just like pure RNG on what uh, composition you get, and right. you know, it, it's like yeah, I. I in our last territory battles, not not just the most recent one, the one a month prior, I was leading the guild in, uh, you know, in cl cleared out uh, squads or waves, yeah. I guess. Um, I was leading them by quite a huge margin after the first couple days. And then after that, I got like nothing, you know, like maybe <laughs> one or two waves cleared, nothing at all. And then I came in, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll at least do well again, you know, in the opening waves in this one, in right. the most recent one. And I did abysmally, terribly every single day. And then day four, where we had all the hardest matchups, 
I ended up getting like a four for four, a three for four. Uh, <laughs> I beat ships for the first time, like ever, even with the, my max negotiator. Like, just so confusing. Like, uh, you know, yeah. day day four, and I I probably got uh, I don't know nine or ten waves in. So <laughs> silly. I believe it. Yep. So. Having uh, Ray 3 come in and shore up that deficiency, I mean, that's what everyone's asking for in an annoyed way, like, because because CG is saying, hey, this is really hard. Like, what do you think could make this better? <laughs> you know, you guys answer. We're not going to provide, you know, we're not going to tell yeah. you. You <laughs> ask us what you want. We're like, working oh, we're... as intended. That, that's yeah. all they want to say. Yeah, killing me. Anyways, I'm really glad this isn't a, a territory battle centered podcast because <laughs> Yeah, much more pleasant. Let's get back to kind of well, the news but Grand Arena. Yeah. Since we this... just talked about how much we love ships in Grand Arena. We do have two new capital ships coming. We have the Radis for the Re resistance. For those of you that don't know, that is the ship that crashed through all the First Order ships in Last Jedi. And then we have Finalizer for our First Order. And all I'm going to say is the Radis better have a badass finishing move um, when it comes out. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I, I really... That, that was one of my favorite parts of uh, Episode 8. Uh, you know, and... I, I like and hate different parts of that movie. We don't need to get into that, but yeah. I thought I thought that that was uh, just a lovely part, like the the filming of it or however they you know did the effects. I thought that that part was tremendous, even though it was like the most obvious move, you know. <laughs> and I don't feel like it was worthy of being dubbed like the the Radis maneuver or, or the Holdo maneuver or whatever. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's like point point your ship and uh, go into hyperspace. <laughs> like cool that <laughs> maneuver so <laughs> um but i i did really like that and if they don't somehow capture that in some way it doesn't have to be everyone's saying it has to be they destroy the uh, you know enemy's capital ship and it's like if it does that then and everyone has the same speeds then right. it's just going to be this massive like coin flip and it's going to be really annoying actually so uh, you know, if it just like disables the other shit, I I don't know how it would look, but like it, I'm hoping. I guess I, I'm hoping that they somehow translate that into the rules. Yeah, like even if it's a ability block for the cap ship or something, you know, it it can't be. You have the R seven Zated Haldo. Your opponent has the R7 no Zeta Haldo, and then they automatically win. Like, it, it just can't be that. As fun as it would be to match the movie, it's just not practical. I agree. Um, and just one more piece of small trivia uh, about the Radis. I don't know um, how many of you guys would know this. <laughs> I'm setting it up like this is like this really juicy tidbit. It's really not that cool. But um, there's... Uh, Radis is named after Admiral Radis in Rogue One, the 
uh, Mon Cal guy who got captured by Darth Vader at the very end. Um, <laughs> and I, I always thought that was cool that they named that ship after him after so many years, um, especially because it's a Mon Cal cruiser. So um, anyways, there's... See, look, look at that. Uh, my my lore side is just <laughs> shining through tonight. Zareth the Fluff Bunny, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> is that a capital T? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, the. It's like, yeah, it's like all, all capitalized. The Fluff Bunny. Yes. You can be like Ohio State. Uh, the conceited bastards that they are. Man, we are not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to click the the boxes as clean when I'm submitting <laughs> our podcast because of Solo's potty mouth. That's, that's what it is. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so we've now had one full round and a half round so far in Grand Arena. So not a lot of results to talk about, but there are some. Uh, How'd you do so far in your first round? So, um, my first round, my video went up earlier today, uh, so I can talk about it. And I, I did pretty well. Um, you know, we're in our first match, and that, that means that, you know, as, as we continue along in uh, Grand Arena, they pair us by league as well. So, people who do really extraordinarily poorly in the first week are not going to get paired with people who did really well the first week. Uh, you know, and, and it'll have that separation. That being said, right now, all they're matching us off of, off of is the, um, the algorithm that they use for matchups. And, uh, you know, so we're not divided by leagues. And so we're gonna, you're going to get the chance to, you know, basically face anyone. And this, this is one of those things where I think my opponent... Um, it just doesn't care that much about Grand Arena, frankly. Like, I talk to them a little bit, and they're like, yeah, I like to play it. You know, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, just like I, I like to play soccer. I haven't played it for, like, six years. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I still enjoy it if I don't have to run too much. Um, <laughs> um, and so it, it was it was extremely lopsided, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, the mods were, um, I had double uh, more than double what my opponent's uh, mods were, and it, it wasn't close. But uh, I think the the most interesting part about it was I, I had to face a lot of teams that I'm not normally uh, going to face, and that, that might sound like a like a backhanded, uh, you know, like a a slight to my opponent, you know, like oh they put dumb teams on, but uh, some of those teams were really strong. Like they had a they had a General Skywalker team that was six star. Um, and it, all of the clones were max relic and it took a, a ton of banners off of me. And I don't know how I can actually get efficient banners off of that squad. And we'll actually talk about that in a minute, but um, you know, it, it's a, it, that was a conundrum. And then he had a fully maxed or close to fully maxed Padme squad on defense, which you don't see that too often. You're going to see it more now that Skywalker's out um, in force, but uh, you know, trying to get max banners against that is always tricky, or it can be tricky. And then he put Jedi Revan on defense as well, which I haven't. I had to do the mirror match, which I haven't done in probably over a year. So, like, a actually, genuinely interesting matches or, or fights, uh, coupled with you know, like 
how can I get extract the most uh, banners from this Jin Rogue One squad? <laughs> you know, so uh, strong start for me. And my opponent is actually attacking as we speak, and I'm just not turning on my phone until halfway through the show. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, how about you, Solo? How did you do? Uh, well, I started off well with a win. Um, you know, like we talked about kind of at the start, I switched up my defenses because I kind of had to expand the defenses like everyone did to add an extra team. We were talking about the new resistance. I got to be happy or be honest. I'm really happy with the new First Order as well with Hux and the Red Sith Trooper. Because I, uh, I watched my first opponent attack and what he went up against... My Hux team, which was, who was it? Hux, First Order Stormtrooper, First Order TIE Pilot, Red Sith Trooper, who's only three stars, but G11, and then uh, Phasma, and he only got 47 banners from it. So I'm really happy with how that turned out. Um, can't wait to see the Grand Arena history and see how or what team he used, because... <laughs> Other than my Newt team, which got a defense, that team did the best on my defense. And I have Darth Revan on defense, so, you know, it's interesting that that team did so well. I kind of hope he used Jawas. Oh, I hope so, too. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but it, that Hux lead is can be downright scary at times if you're not careful. So oh, man. You're, you're absolutely right. Like we, uh, one of our colleagues uh, who was on the show actually uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kleso, he was, uh, he has to face uh, Hux team, a Hux lead team in Grand Arena. I'm excited to see what he uses, but it's like he shuts down. Like the team isn't necessarily like, uh, you know, class A yet. You know, it's it's not like meta but if you can't take Hux out immediately, then like that team shuts down a ton of your B-level teams that would normally want to take them out. Like Hux, Hux uh, starts by denying any kind of bonus turn meter. So right. like troopers are out if you wanted to use troopers, if you had troopers that were normally confident against that squad. Um, you can't really use first order that well because first order rely on turn meter gain to a to a huge uh, dependent level, and Jedi training Ray also depends on massive turn meter manipulation, and it, it shuts all of those teams down really hard. Yeah, and not to mention uh, his lead makes you or first order tunes on their basic just hit like a truck eventually. Oh, it's amazing, and, and they all counter if they have right. if he has dominance up. Yeah, so it's honestly a scary team. It's a team that I'm very excited to start getting, start using. A um, little disappointed that it's on defense and I don't get to actually use it. But at the same point, it just did so well for me on defense that I really I can't complain. Well, he's such a liability on offense, frankly, like. It you know, and we'll talk about this in just a minute as well. Um, you know, he, he's very similar to General Skywalker 
in in this on offense in the sense that like he can't regenerate protection. There's not right. no, there's none of that. So he's not going to attack efficiently. And for us, we only have three star huxes, maybe yeah. a four star, but you know like low star. And even though he's gear twelve because of that weird gearing mishap that. Uh, <laughs> You know that CG had a little bit ago. You know they let us keep Gear Twelve, but Gear Twelve with no extra pieces and only three stars is just still so fragile. Right, because you don't have any health. Yeah, and, and then if if the AI takes one strong shot at him, he's just gone and he explodes, and then the team just falls apart. Right. Well, I've, I've yeah. heard good things about Hux versus Night Sister. The problem is. You can't use that counter. Um, not not at low stars, at least. because. So for those that don't know, your gear level determines how much protection you get. So each gear level is where you get the protection. Um, your actual star level is what sort of controls the stat that moves up your health. So we have a G12 Hux but his protection is there, but the health is not. And you don't want to be going up against a Talzin that's hitting health directly and <laughs> just knocks Hux out with one AOE. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's such a confusing time for that squad because Hux is good right now. His leadership is good. He would even be good as a fifth member, frankly. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. He'd just be fine, but at the same time, it is a three-star Hux who's super fragile. Um, I almost—it almost sounded like I was going to start singing there. <laughs> super <laughs> fragile, um, but it, it, if you know, is he actually better than my first order officer who's gear twelve plus five right now? Yeah, you know, right. Uh, and my my answer to that is no. I don't think he is. Probably but, not. But he will be. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there will also be a question, too, of um, is First Order Officer, like, they have a similar kit, but if you get the two of them together and you replace, like, First Order Stormtrooper, would it even be better? And then you realize that the real question is, what is Kylo 3's kit? Because all of this is moot until we have it. Of course. Yeah. It's like we're talking about with resistance. It's a huge question. And, and yet, it's nice to know that even if Kylo 3 turns out to be PvE only, they're like not allowed for Grand Arena for some reason. It's arbitrary <laughs> and foolish. Um, but even if he's horrible for PvP, these other two are guaranteed uh, you know, home runs. They're, they're great for right. Grand Arena like yeah. on their own merits. So, I, you know, good good kit design. I like what they're doing. I'm interested to see if the kit design is going to go downhill a little bit with the uh, oceans of characters that they keep promising. <laughs> or keep right. promising, they said one time. Uh, <laughs> but well, I rem- yeah. we, I keep, rem- we keep promising for them. <laughs> so. I remember back when Rose first came out and people were like, oh, God, she's garbage and all this. They can't release super op tunes with every single character release especially the marquees um it, it's just not practical that every time they release a tune they have to be amazing 
So I'm willing when they give out the oceans, you know, you want a, a couple of good tunes, obviously, but I'm I'm okay with just some squad filler tunes as well. Especially because then I don't have to gear every single one of them so fast. Man, I was talking with someone the other day. Um, it, it, it was like, it, if I could gear a second Watt, even though he's kind of annoying to gear, like, <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. He's one of those characters. I bet I'd gear a third one. But If I could uh, use three Watts... Because right, I oh, in a heartbeat. Because right now, the question is, I want to use Watt on so many different teams, and there's only one of them. That's that is honestly my biggest problem at this moment. Seriously, like it, it is, he, he makes squad planning and team planning like uh, a real joy because it op- opens so many options, and it makes yeah. it a real frustration because it's like. Okay, I want to use him with First Order to counter Night Sisters. Uh, right. But but I also want to use him with Rebels to counter General Skywalker. Right. And yeah. then I want to use him with Grievous to make you use your Dark Ribbon to fight him. Right. Oh man, yeah, he's he's great. That wonderful. That's you know, they said at one point in one of the Q&As that they're going to have more characters like that that are uh, you know, jack of all trades kind of right. characters and I'm I'm all for that. That's really exciting to me. Me too. Um, So one thing that you and I had been talking about a lot today specifically, uh, but honestly a a lot in the past, and it's an ongoing discussion, is uh, the use of Darth Revan and General Skywalker on uh, offense or defense. Like, I know that it's been a little bit polarizing in some ways. Like, people make some pretty extreme statements. Like, I'll never put General Skywalker on defense because... Uh, he's just too easy uh, to counter and <laughs> you know so i i'm always going to have him on offense you know you're you're ridiculously stupid if you put him on defense and then you know the counter argument uh, i like him on defense uh, for different reasons and you know uh, we can kind of talk about that a little bit because uh, you know as as everyone is that's listening is probably aware uh you know we finally passed the threshold that if people who unlocked general skywalker were saving up all of their currency uh for for him that he would now finally be seven stars and you know usable in a much uh bigger way than previously and so a lot of people have uh fully functional you know armed and operational darth revan teams and general skywalker teams and um you know, the question is, which one do we put on offense? Which one do we put on defense? Do we put both on, uh, you know, on one of them and or both on the other? Uh, what are your thoughts so far, Solo? So, I, the, I'm using General Skywalker on offense. I can, honestly, I can be sold for either offense or defense because I think there's valid arguments for both, hence us having this discussion, but... The reason I'm bringing Skywalker on offense is I never have to look at a Darth Revan speed again. Um, you know, right now I have a fast Revan, but there's probably two or three times per Grand Arena that I had to worry about a faster Revan or a faster Bastila or what's even worse, same speed Darth Revan 
where you have to wait for the coin flip. Um, so I'm bringing General Skywalker on offense strictly so that I never have to worry about an opposing Darth Revan. Because the way we have it is CLS will counter General Skywalker, so I don't need to worry about a mirror match. And so I can use General Skywalker for Darth Revan, or in a bind for General Grievous or somebody else. So I'm... I'm bringing Skywalker for offense, at least for now, and I'm putting Darth Revan on defense. The other reason is, even when you have the Darth Revan mirror match, my Sith Trooper dies a lot. So if I'm using General Skywalker, and I'm losing fives anytime you use General Skywalker, it's the same as me losing Sith Trooper anyway. So... When we talk about banners and all of that, I don't think it's that big of a sacrifice. But right. That, well, yeah. So that's me. What? What's your thinking? Because I know it's not exactly the same. Well, you know, you and I, you and I are pretty closely aligned in a lot of this. Um, I really like General Skywalker on defense, and here's why. I, it's not because he is going to get a ton of stops. Maybe he is, or maybe he isn't. The mirror match is pretty reliable. Like uh, my my Skywalker mods and all the clone mods are not well developed at this point. I don't have the highest relics on a couple of my clones. <clears throat> you know, I I just need to I need to develop it a little bit more, and I don't have my best mods on them because I don't I don't necessarily feel like I need them. But the fact is. I can reliably, every single time, I can beat the other General Skywalkers in a mirror match. Easy, easy. So, uh, you know, that that's not necessarily a factor. Like, people are always going to be able to win the mirror match. Um, right. You know, the, the thing that... Uh, the thing that I kind of referenced earlier uh, when we were talking about my results, um, I used my Commander Luke team... I always use it to be able to counter Relic 7 Skywalkers, and I have a really great success rate. But uh, I used it. I used my same Commander Luke team against a uh, six-star General Skywalker team, beat them soundly, and only got 53 banners because I just don't think there's a way you counter that team that's efficient, even at six stars, General Skywalker. Like it, it's really hard to be efficient, and so. On defense, I can count on my opponents dropping five to seven banners, even if they easily counter it, and probably more if they use the mirror match. Now, if you flip that and take General Skywalker on offense, then you're going to lose at least five banners. And if you're facing something really worthwhile, they're probably going to end up killing your fives which is part of the plan and you're still going to win, but then you're looking at, you know, like the low fifties in banners. And that's, that's a huge number of banners. Like why not let his banner inefficiency on all the ends? Why not make that into your opponent's problem? Sure. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, I sort of get, well, I get all the arguments. I agree with all the arguments. I just, well, the other reason I'm doing it is because I also it lets me split up my Darth Revan team rather than having to save him. So it's kind of a two teams for the price of one type of deal, um, which 
honestly helps. You know, it didn't help in the first round in the sense that he got 59 banners against my Darth Revan and then 59 against the Malik team. Um, But then he got 47 against Hux and couldn't beat Newt. So, and I'm sure that the two are connected. It's not all in a vacuum. So we'll see how the rest of this phase goes. But I like being able to split up my Malik team, and it's easier to do that than splitting up that General Skywalker team. Yeah, uh, and I I agree with that. Um, my my counter argument, and, and it's not really an argument because I totally agree with you uh, on that. Um, you know, it's handy to have Darth Revan on, be able to split him up on defense. You know, um, it's also an amazingly efficient squad on offense. Like, let's say your opponent went a little heavier on offense, and you have your own Darth Revan team. Like you could potentially fragment that team into three really potent squads. Like you could use an Emperor Palpatine with Bastila. You could use a Darth Revan team with HK and Marauder and Sith Trooper. And then you can use Malak on his own or something to shore up like a Treyas squad. And you can get like 60 banners with all three of them against really decent squads. Like he is amazingly efficient on offense. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I can't. Well, you can argue it. You can argue this both ways, uh, and we have all day. <laughs> but, and I'll be honest with you, I, at some point you're going to see General Skywalker on my defense and Darth Revan on my offense. If for no other reason than when we get to the final week, I want people guessing at what's going to be on my defense because I've switched it up. Right. And I won't well... feel bad about that. <laughs> about I won't feel bad about... Um, you know, having General Skywalker on my defense. Right. Uh, and it's kind of nice. It actually adds flexibility. Like, I don't think there's one true answer, uh, you know, one correct right. one. I think the correct answer is whatever makes sense. And I'm not going to give uh, spoilers away, but I will say that this conversation factored heavily in my decision-making for the current match that I'm in. So, um you know, like it, it, it really, it, as I was thinking about this match, it's against a really skilled player who is, you know, this player is capable of using Jedi Knight Revan as a counter to like meta Darth Revan teams. Like the, you know, sure. really, really strong player, Kyber, uh, everything. And, you know, I, I really had to think, you know, in, in some really strange, uh, you know, ways, I guess, um, and just, just trying to figure out what I needed to do. And, you know, the realization that Darth Revan and General Skywalker can be used as tools on either end, depending on your situation, is it's just really strong. And I think yeah. the best players are going to be using that uh, to their advantage all season. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I think there's no doubt in my mind that they are. Absolutely. Um, so, well, I'm sure we're going to be discussing that topic, uh, honestly, all all uh, season, because those are the two big squads. Uh, maybe toward the end, we'll have some more answers about Jedi Ray and Kylo. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think th- these are it. These are the two big ones. So uh, 
Anyways, we can move on to our next segment. Um, we got podcast questions that uh, people come to our Discord server. And if you want to find our Discord server, uh, you can wait to the end to find out where uh, to go to be able to get there. Um, there's also a link in our YouTube videos. Uh, so I, I won't go into detail on that because we're going to save it till later. But um, on our Discord server, we have a channel that is devoted entirely to podcast questions. And if you want to ask a question that is either serious or ridiculous or uh, anywhere in between, then um, please do. We, we love it. Uh, you know, people have been great about asking these questions. And, um, you know, you can even ask how sad we are that Kobe Bryant died. You know, and we will answer it to the best of our ability. We will. That that we will. Um, how, how sad would you say you are, Solo? Uh, <laughs> dangerous question. I am more sad about the children than Kobe Bryant. Um, ah, you know, that was a tricky evasion. It, well, it sort of was. Don't, don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of everything he did with his career. Um, and even after the fact, I know he has spent a lot of time working with kids. And I know he's young because he's only a few years older than me. But at the same point, um, just, just the children that were lost in it was it's just awful. And I, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine for the families. So for that part of it, extremely upset yeah me too uh, you know i follow the nba and everything um and the dirty things that he's done to the nuggets that's that's my <laughs> nba team have really frustrated me in the past um but i found myself strangely um kind of mourning him actually i, I don't know if mourning is quite the right word but it it kind of messed with me for you know most of that day uh, you know and and it's yeah it's just a sad thing uh, you know to see so much talent and so you know such an icon so to speak go so i'm kind of sad i guess <laughs> anyways moving on to our uh pixels <laughs> uh, we don't need to talk anymore about real life um podcast question this week is You've talked about how much GP is added by relicking heroes up, but how much of a concern is that after reaching Division 1? Do you still consider your GP when deciding who to upgrade, or is it just about focusing on spending relic materials efficiently? And any tips on that efficiency would be appreciated as well. <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, so I am a bit of an addict when it comes to relics, I uh, I just ran the stats before this podcast ran, and of all my G thirteen, the lowest relic levels are. I have three relic level two characters. Everyone else is at least three or above, um, because I'm not worried about the GP addition. With that said. Uh, that's because I have fantastic mods, so even when I'm going up against people that are much higher up than me, you know, GP-wise, I can usually keep up with them thanks to my mods and now relic levels. Um, 
on my alt account, I am very sparing with my relics. And I'm actually extremely pissed that I have... And pissed is a strong word, but that I have to get R7 on my fleet team and my arena team because before that, I don't think... I didn't have anyone over R5. And now <laughs> I have to magically bring up the Galactic Republic fleet team and the uh, all the clones to R7, and I'm just not happy about it. I will say... If you have lower mods, the answer is not upping your relic level. The answer is actually keeping your relic levels down. Uh, at least that's my experience on the alt. Because I haven't put a lot of relics on my alt account. Just because I don't finish first in both arenas. And it's a completely free to play account. Which means I can't do three cantina refreshes every day. And I have gotten much more even matchups. Because I'm keeping the relic levels down. So if you're asking for a tip on relicking efficiently, what I'll say is there are certain teams you have to do to keep up. Like for me, it's I'm going to have to relic the arena team to make sure I'm finishing uh, at the top every day because that's going to then pay for refreshes to farm gear and relics and mods uh both arena teams and then after that i would actually relic the offensive teams first just because like you're going to want a team that can counter an r7 general grievous so you're going to need at least an r4 jolie um if you have your night sisters up and running you can give, get the R4 Daka to start countering Geos and General Grievous teams as well. So look for the offensive teams that you don't need to relic everybody, and that'll help keep you a little lower. The good news is the people like me that are relicking like crazy have probably already passed you by, <laughs> and so you won't be facing us anyway. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you and me, um, I passed one of my uh, opponents from last round to solo this round. Yeah, actually, tonight's so. fight. Tonight's fight. What you can watch, and I probably will link the video from your fight with him, even though it was 3v3 in my video. So, knock on wood, we can watch both of us winning. Uh, he hasn't attacked me yet, so I have no clue if. I'm going to win or not, but hopefully, hopefully we can watch both of us winning. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, I, and the, the interesting thing about it is though, you know, that we both realized at the same time after I'm like, Oh, I know that guy. Uh, it, <laughs> it was that, is that like, we're within one round's worth of GP adding, which, you know, whatever that is, I don't know who's added more recently or what, um, but like the matchmaking is pretty close to matching us in the same pod. So yeah, hopefully that never happens, but if it does, that will be epic. That, that will be um, until we tie and then whoever had the highest GP just gets it by default. <laughs> that, that would actually... That would actually assuage both of our egos, at least, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
maybe <laughs> but um you know my my take on on it you know i think solo's got a lot of uh a lot of great things to say about the um about it and i, I agree with most of them actually um i i was expecting to disagree more but <laughs> um you know first off division one is still massive there there are you know like whole uh whole sections of of division one that other groups in within division one will never see you know uh, i think that you mentioned last week solo like should someone who's just gotten into division one at 4.5 4.6 million uh should they be in the same uh, same league or division as people who are pushing seven million GP? Like, <laughs> in no way is that an equal match. And obviously, they don't get paired, but like, they're it's measuring two totally different groups, and, and yet they're still within the same division. And so, you know, once you get to Division One, you're still looking for that roster efficiency and. You know, I will hold that you want to keep it, it. The ideal would be to get gear 13 and then stop. Don't even give them relic one. And and I'm a total hypocrite on that. I have to get relic one. If I get gear 13, I just do it without thinking. <laughs> but the fact is you put that finisher on and it has these huge stats that the character gains. It's like this transcendent change. You know, you're suddenly able to apply mods to all those stats that you'd have been accumulating in uh, gear 12. And, you know, you, you get that finisher on and it's like 210 GP. And then you do one relic level, which adds some nice things, but not nearly the level of transcendent amazingness that the finisher gives you. And you gain like a thousand, it's like 900 GP, right? something like that. And, and it, you know, it, you, there's no way that one relic level is worth the same thing as eight finishers or sorry, four finishers. Like there, you know, clearly not. So, um, you know, that's the most efficient route, but as solo said, you got to make sure that you have the teams that can beat the other teams. Like, so I, I think that tar specific targeted characters, going up to relic seven or relic four, you know, specifically where they need to be at to be able to counter these high value, uh, you know, uh, other teams that you're going to be facing, uh, you need to be able to uh, beat those. And so, you know, relic seven Skywalker or, you know, Jedi Knight Anakin, I should say, um, you know, is a no brainer in my opinion. Um, you know, relic for Jolie, like solo said, great, great, great. Um, should you get relic seven L three? Like, if you <laughs> if you're a fluff bunny, yeah, if you're a fluff bunny, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and for the record, mine is only uh, relic one. So, <laughs> which I am actually a little jealous about, and I need to change that soon. But there are other tombs that need G thirteen first. Agreed. I know. I, I there's so much I want to upgrade. Um, you know, so impact characters should get relics, and then, you know, uh, I just like to focus on gear thirteen right now. Eventually, our focus needs to be on all the relics all the time, and I still do do a lot of relics. But, anyways, that that's what that's what I'm focusing on. Um, 
it's worked so far. I don't know if there's one best way, but I think that Solo's warning about if you don't have good mods, don't just go and buy relics. Like that's <laughs> a that, that's an amazing thing that everyone should take to heart. Like relics aren't a way to buy victory. Honestly, it looks like it, but it's just not the way to get to buy wins. If you want to spend money on wins, buy gear 13 pieces or gear 12 yes. pieces or mod mod energy to farm mods because that's the one thing um well like like i said g13 is there to aid you to victory it's not going to give you victories right right yeah so if you want to spend money to win <laughs> relics aren't the answer <laughs> they're never the answer sometimes they are i'm sure um anyways just say no uh, <laughs> just say no to relics <laughs> um all right so our next segment we'll just whip through this stormtrooper han challenge solo and i decided we'd gear up stormtrooper han one week at a time one piece and relic at a time solo got way ahead of himself and did it like multiple weeks in advance and his Stormtrooper haunt is done. Um, would you say that's accurate? I, yes, that is very accurate. Done. All right. My Stormtrooper Han has taken a more meandering path through uh, the gearing process. He's finding himself finally, though. He's at Relic 6. <laughs> Hopefully next week he'll be Relic 7. Frankly, I'm several weeks ahead of schedule as well, so... Um, if I need to take a break this week, I might, but I'd rather just finish him off and be Relic 7 and be done. Yeah. So uh, that's that's that segment, uh, but I needed to update you guys. I did get Relic 6. I was on 5 last week, so making progress. Um, Solo and I both run alts. He runs a high GP alt that he got from someone else, uh, acquired from someone else, and it's been quite a project. Um, I run an alt that I grew from the ground up, but he's only at like 2.5 million GP. So uh, how did you do in Grand Arena on your alt this time? Uh, this last week? Well, since I'm not making a video on the alt, I can tell you I am now 2-0, which is fantastic i am that going much so one of the things about relics this actually perfect segue on this one um so on my alt i do not have relic level five six or seven on han chewy or cls so i don't have the gas counter i just don't on that alt so i have to go heavy offense I actually bring General Skywalker and Darth Revan on offense um, because I also don't have a high relic Padme team that can counter Darth Revan. So I'm basically bringing them on offense for mirror matches. Luckily, so far this week, uh, the first round was... they My opponent just didn't place defenses, so I had to go up against crazy teams. But since I was so high offense... It really didn't cause a problem. And then this latest battle uh, was actually a real fight. And I was able to full clear. I was able to full clear for uh, 
points were 1908. My opponent didn't lose any battles, but I'm still going. I still ended up winning by 15 banners, so he struggled on my teams, which is kind of kind of honestly surprising to me. Um, but so I'm two and zero, and I'm very happy because that account has a good chance at making Kyber again. And I'd really like to be double Kyber for the third round in a row. <laughs> yeah, man, it gets addicting. It's nice. It <laughs> um, what about you? How, how's your baby alt going? Um, you know, he just joined a like top fifty-ish guild <laughs> to run to run territory wars for him. So. That's going to be hilarious because <laughs> he's like out GP'd <laughs> by almost double by every single member. <laughs> but um, that'll be fun. Um, otherwise, he's 1-0 so far. I haven't even looked at my match this time. My opponent looks way less imposing than my last one. Um, my last one did have a Darth Revan team with relics and all this crazy stuff. And, um, and then, I, I don't know, I, I went through their teams pretty easy. They didn't really put much on defense, if I remember correctly. And that was that. I mean, uh, 1-0 so far. Hopefully we can go 12-0 again. I went 12-0 last season. Um, but now I'm in Division 4, so uh, who knows what's going to happen. It's Moving whole... on up. I know. I know. I had an impulse buy uh, and bought the Hyperdrive bundle, and suddenly uh, it escalated me from like comfortably within – division five where i was uh you know beating people consistently <laughs> and now now i'm like bordering on the edge of a division three i like i have to start watching my upgrades so i don't go there so <laughs> um it's yeah a hyperdrive bundle great thing i did have enough mods to actually mod most of the teams that i got from it but um <laughs> i did kind of mess with my account a little bit <laughs> Um, oh, and you know, one thing I wanted to mention, and we, we don't have to talk about it for long, but uh, this season, and we should have covered this at the start, this season, Kyber is exclusive again. Yes. It, yeah. It, it used to be you could, uh, you know, in the last two seasons, when they, the, sh the seasons with ships, basically, they've loosened up the... Uh, GP or the banners requirements to be able to make it into Kyber and you could get into it with a seven and five record, I believe. Um, no longer, at least this season, you're going to need a 10 to 10 and two record, or you're going to need something like a nine and three plus every feat to be able to get into Kyber. So I was honestly a little sad to see that the requirements were loosened up. Uh, were were unloosened up, I should say, which surprises me because I've always had a little bit elitist of an elitist take on it. <laughs> you you have. Uh, it'll be interesting. You basically. So the goal right now is uh, for me get through this week undefeated, and then even if I lose once a week. Then I'm still going to finish nine and three, and I'll be in contention. Um, you know, but with that said, you kind of take it one round at a time, and kind of take what you face. Because if it's anything like 
last Grand Arena in 3v3, I got paired against just ridiculous opponents um, all three times. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully it goes well. I'm sure it will. <laughs> For one of us. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. And I laughed. All right. Um, so our, our final segment is always uh, to do with uh, what we're doing to prep for Grand Arena, you know, and we're talking about relics and everything, uh, you know, and gear and what we should be doing. What have you been doing this last week solo to get ready for Grand Arena? Uh, well, so I had a bat, my regular pastola, light side pastola. She was only R1. I brought her up to R3 just because uh, the general Grievous teams are getting more and more relict. So just to be on the safe side, keep my Jedi team alive a little longer. I brought up to R3. I, I won't. I probably won't uh, get her up any higher than that, though. Um, then I got Rex up to R5. He was sitting at R3 as well. That that's more for arena than grand arena, but you'll certainly see benefits of it in grand arena. And then um, I'm going to stop there with him too. There's no need to get him R seven. Uh, and then finally, I'm still working on Marauder. You know, my goal is to get him G thirteen a year late for the meta, <laughs> but Jeez. he required many many of the same pieces as general skywalker so i'm i'm basically filling his g12 from scratch i had nothing saved after i got skywalker to g13 so it's been a long slog i th i think i have four pieces on him now i still need the finisher and one of the right side pieces so two of the right side pieces to get him up to g13 Seems like a lot. Uh, it, it is. It is. <laughs> and now the worst part was I was making great progress on Marauder and then they released the Hyena bomb Bomber who I'm refreshing the node at least once. So that's basically I've lost 200 regular energy a day just from hitting that Hyena Bomber 10 times a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hitting it 15 times a day, so. Uh -huh. Well, look who thinks he's special. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I'm gonna have a really crowded farming schedule pretty soon, and I want to get the hyena bomber, which I'm not gonna use probably for a long time, just <laughs> off of the schedule. Like I just need to have him done and out of there. That that's probably fair. I, I figure with um, farming him just 10 times a day i'm actually doing pretty well i'm getting about three shards a day if i can keep that up i should have him seven star by the start of march and that's right when all the new first order tunes come should be farmable so in theory right around the time they become farmable i should finish hyena good we'll also have y-wing pretty soon as well 
Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Hopefully that goes to a fleet node because then it's not at least the same energy. That would be nice. Or maybe we can all suffer under another cantina farm. <laughs> well, that might help stop me with my uh, relic addiction because at least then <laughs> I'd have to pause it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I know. Rarely have I seen your account more efficient than now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, my, my week was actually pretty full in terms of prep for Grand Arena. Um, we have Relic 6 on Stormtrooper Han, as I alluded to earlier. Um, and then I also have General Skywalker, you know, it, he's, he was gear 11, six star, unusable, just not usable at all. I went five. Oh, oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> You're right. You you made really great use of him. I never did. So, <laughs> yeah, I never. I was always too afraid of getting attached to him in a certain squad, and then or in a certain niche, and not being able to actually use him, uh, or, or uh, that more like I would really miss him a lot once I finally got him up to relic seven. Um, yeah, I but, have. A, well, brief tangent, real quick. I have actually thought about placing shock T clones on defense. And taking my Skywalker with my Padme, so it'd be clones and Darth Revan on defense, but Skywalker would be with my Padme, and use that as my Darth Revan killer. But that's going to be game time decisions if I think my troopers can clear their Night Sisters, because again, just got to keep them guessing at all times. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um. So uh, other than, you know, I had been saving a ton of gear and a ton of relics for Skywalker. And I, I got really sick the day we got enough uh, currency to unlock him, uh, you know, to get, get his final shards. And so I, I was kind of stressing myself out, actually, before uh, the Grand Arena lock was happening. I, I think I had like two hours left and I finally, um, you know, pushed him up to Relic 7 and uh, remodded him. And, you know, that, that was really cutting it close. I was super sick and took no pleasure in remodding him. <laughs> and, um, but I, he did get done. And so that, that was a big deal. And then randomly got old Ben up to gear 13. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to impact things. All I can say is of all the characters that we have, there's probably no other character that's more suited to the blue glowy uh, thing from year 13. <laughs> that does absolutely apply to him. Yeah, I like it. It suits him better than anyone else. Well, I guess but... Go uh, Yoda, too, was a force ghost and had a blue glowy aura. Yeah, we don't see him as a force ghost that much, though. And old Ben is all about dying. That's true. So... Uh, but you're right. Uh, Yoda can take second. I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, so it's that, that's been it's been a pretty epic week in terms of gear and everything for me. And I'm guessing it's going to slow way down. I'm just going to be putting. I, I'm going to be hoarding. They're they're going to be telling us characters that we need one by one, naming them uh, for the Ray and Kylo event. And yeah, I'll probably just be connecting the dots as we move along. So. 
That actually reminds me of one other level up I had this week. To complete my General Hux team, um, I got Phasma up to G12 because I figured we're going to probably need her for new Kylo anyway. And it completed my Hux team, so that was that was done as well. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great show. <laughs> but anyway, we're running a little long. That was our last segment. So um, the last thing is pimping our stuff. And Zara... Yeah, this is really not a kids-friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's okay. Well, Zareth mentioned some of our things uh, earlier. We do have a Discord server. It's getting more and more active by the day. Uh, you can submit podcast questions there. Most people are submitting questions, uh, soliciting help for the Grand Arena. We have plenty of people there, including Zareth and I, that are glad to help you if you need it. Uh, we have a counter sheet, which is probably our most useful uh, tool that we have. And what we did is it's a Google Doc, and on the left you will see every team that we've faced in one of our videos, and it tells you the full team. So, you know, to say Mother Towson lead, but then it'll give you the four other Night Sisters that you fought. And then to the right, you will see the full team that we use to counter them. And it's useful because you can actually see. <laughs> who's on the team rather than a lot of these uh, infographics going around just shows the leadership or something like that. We'll show you the full team we used. And then most importantly, there's a timestamped video link to the right. And that link will bring you directly to one of our fights so you can see how we fought, how well we did, and if it's a counter you think you can do. Then our uh, final kind of thing that we use is our YouTube servers or well YouTube pages I guess you could say we both film every one of our Grand Arena fights you can find me by searching my name it's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5 uh, and then Zareth is X-A-E-R-E-T-H if you google our name plus S-W-G-O-H you will find us easily and you can see the these grand arena matches that we are talking about we both post them relatively quickly after a round ends so you can kind of follow along with us and with that i think that's the night Zareth. i think so oh you know what uh we don't have time to talk about it so we'll postpone it for a week um but i added a vote channel on our discord <laughs> And I completely forgot about that. <laughs> me too, until just now. Um, so it, if you go to our Discord, I've asked the question, um, let's play a fun game called What Does Solo Hate More? <laughs> the options are, well, number one, 3v3 in Grand Arena, or two, those annoying themed territory wars that made specific units broken. And... Solo's been forbidden to divulge to divulge that answer, and until we actually talk about it on the podcast. But I want you guys to vote 
And if you don't have any idea which one Solo hated more, then vote about which one you hated more. <laughs> and it is currently tied at the moment. So it'll be good to let it go one more week and then we can see the answer and I can tell you I, I will let the hate flow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so go to the go to the votes section on our Discord and let us know. Uh, anyways, guys, I, I do think Solo was right. We need to cut it uh, down now or close it down. Mixing metaphors. <laughs> that means that really means we need to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so have a good <laughs> week, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much.